Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we forgive, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. <clears throat> well, that is the word of God. And good morning once again, Christian Lehman Church. Uh, how is everyone doing today? Uh, today, we are starting a new four-week series on prayer. And we are going through one very dense and very profound chapter in a book written by Tim Keller, my man. Um, and the book is called, um, what is it called again? Oh, it's called Prayer, Experiencing Awe and Intimacy with God. And here is what the book looks like. Um, for those of you who don't have the book, I would totally recommend this book. It is very well written. It is totally profound. And Keller is more practical than he normally is. So, um, uh, I know there are home groups following along. Um, even better, like uh, purchase the book and read it on your own time and then follow along on Sunday just to go deeper and to get reinforced. Um, we're pretty excited about the next four weeks. Now, <clears throat> by the way, you can order it on Amazon, but you already knew that. Okay. Now, let me start by saying this. I think we have a real problem when it comes to prayer. Okay, let me put it like this. I think I have a real problem when it comes to prayer. Now, when shelter in place hit and we were all trapped at home, I initially thought, okay, well, this is not great, but we're going to make lemonade out of lemons. That's how I was thinking. And so personally, I was thinking I will spend even more time in prayer. Now, let me explain why I wanted to spend more in time in prayer. It's because in my heart, I really do believe that the most amazing, incredible, awesome person in the universe is God. And spending time with him would be the best way to use my time. So I'm like, okay, shelter in place, that's a bummer, but I'm going to spend more time in prayer. Now, fast forward, like what, ha what has it been, like 10 months? Um, has it turned out that way? And to my shame, no, not exactly. Um, truth be told, I've spent more time like watching Netflix and less time in prayer. And so, I mean, I'll wake up in the morning and I'm like, I got to do this. Uh, I have this meeting to go to. I have that meeting to go to. I got to paint the house and learn Chinese, you know? And so it's kind of like, well, who's got time to pray? Now, church, <laughs> what's wrong with me? 
I mean, I want, I truly want a close relationship with God. I really do. I believe he is the most incredible person in the universe. I really do. And I know prayer is the way there to have that intimacy with God. But I, I find myself being pulled in other directions. Can, can you relate to what I'm talking about? Like we want a close walk with God, but we get busy and distracted and we'd rather do other stuff and prayer just kind of gets squeezed out. You ever feel that way? I mean, is that you too? Do you suffer from prayerlessness? And is there any hope for you and me? Now, with this series on prayer, we're saying, yes, there is hope. There is hope. There is hope. Um, For this series, we want to paint a picture of prayer that it's honest so you can relate to it, but also encouraging so you can renew your prayer life. So we're hoping that during this series that people who have given up on prayer are going to be like renewed in their prayer life and people who struggle with prayer are going to be blessed and encouraged and people who are strong in prayer are going to be stronger still. Now, how do we intend to do this? Well, we we intend to go through uh, chapter nine, just one chapter, but it has... um, so many profound biblical ideas in this chapter. And this chapter is called the touchstones of prayer, the touchstones of prayer. Now, do you all know what a touchstone is? I can't say I did before um, just Googling it recently. Uh, A touchstone is a small rock that has silica in it. And what you do is you use that rock and you rub it against gold. And by rubbing it, you find out how pure the gold is. So it's like, how do, how do I know if this gold is true? Well, you use a touchstone and you rub it. How do I know if my prayers are true? Well, each week we're going to use a metaphorical touchstone scripture. We're going to rub it you know, every, every Sunday. Now, these are the four questions during this series. Today, I'm going to talk about what prayer is. Next week, then we'll talk about what prayer requires. The week after, Calvin will talk about what prayer gives. And then then for week number four, Caitlin will talk about where prayer takes us. And believe it or not, it's all in one Uh, amazing summary chapter of this book. So you all ready for today? Today, um, I am going to talk about what prayer is. What is prayer? Now, prayer, according to Keller, um, who, you know, is doing a a lot of work through the scripture, is um, prayer is three things. Number one, it is a discipline or a duty. I'm going to use that interchangeably. Number two, it is a conversation. And number three, it is a balance. So it's a discipline. It's a conversation. It's a balance. Okay. That my hope is that walking through what prayer is today, that we're not going to just learn about prayer, but we really want to be encouraged to pray. 
All right. All right. This is what my man, Tim Keller says. He says this prayer is work. It is a duty and a discipline. Yes. Prayer is a duty and a discipline. Now, one thing I really appreciate about Keller's approach to prayer is that he's very honest about his own prayer life. And it's like, it's like he's saying, I'm going to be very honest with you. Prayer is hard work. It's hard work. Now, most speakers on prayer, you know, um, they, they, they'll say something like, you know, don't pray because you have to, but pray because you get to, right? But Keller's approach is more like, okay, no, no, no. Uh, yes, while that is true, let's start here. Pray because as a believer, it's what you should do. Now, is it more than that? Yes, but it certainly isn't less than that. It is a duty and a discipline to pray when you feel like it and even when you don't. Now, this is not too far from what Jesus says in this text that, that, um, that, uh, that I read, that Pam read. Um, well, first of all, Jesus prayed by himself. The disciples would watch him and see that he would do this on a regular basis. And so once they asked him to teach them to pray, And so he goes, now get this, when you pray, when you pray, not not if you pray, but when you pray, when you pray. All right, now you're saying, now, Pastor Andrew, you're you're reading too much into those words. Okay, well, in that case, I want to give you more scripture, and we'll just kind of go through this quickly. Now, uh, in the scripture that Frank is going to flash up, I'm going to start with 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Three words, pray without ceasing. Ephesians 6, 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. And then in Luke 18, 1, and he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. All right. So again, prayer is a duty and a discipline. And I imagine you all are like, okay, I got it. I got it. You know, it's something that I should do. It's like my moral responsibility as a Christian. I should do it when I feel like it. I should do it when I don't. All right. But here's the thing. Duty doesn't need to be a bad thing. Um, Let me give you an illustration. Y'all know I am married to an amazing woman. Now, you ask me, hey, Andrew, do you want a close relationship with your wife? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. Yeah, totally. Now, let's, let's say it's our anniversary, okay? It's the day of our anniversary, and I just don't feel like doing anything to celebrate. I just, I just don't feel like it. I mean, she is amazing. She is awesome. But today I just feel lazy. Well, if I want a close relationship with my spouse, but I feel lazy, what should I do? Well, maybe I start from a sense of duty. Maybe the starting place is I should do something special. Like, I, I, yes, I love her. 
So I should do something special to celebrate our special day. So I'm making dinner and then I'm writing a letter. And then suddenly as I'm writing that letter, you know what happens? I'm starting to feel it. I'm feeling it. Woohoo! Right? Right. But that's great that you're feeling it as you should. But do you see the role of duty? Duty helped me get there. You see? Now, it's the same principle. Do we want a close relationship with God? Do we want a close relationship with the one who is most amazing? The most amazing person in the universe, perfectly holy, amazingly good, who loves you, who died for you on the cross and just wants to do life together with you. You know, like everything in his heart just wants to just love on you and give you what's good. Do you, now, do you want that close relationship with God? And you're like, yeah, of course I do. But sometimes, or maybe oftentimes, we don't feel like praying. Okay, well, you could start with just a sense of duty. This is something I should do. Now, this is probably the best advice I have ever been given on what to do when I don't feel like praying. A lot of people go, I I don't feel like praying. And I used to feel like if I don't feel like praying, then I have two options. Either I don't pray or I pray and grind it through. Those are my two options. Well, in the past several years, I've realized, wait a minute, wait a minute. There is a third option. And that third option is this. Ask God to help you want to pray. Ask God to help you want to pray. I mean, like, of course, right? It has everything to do with the role of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, whoever believes in me out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, what does that sound like to you? Like more duty power? (laughs) No, it's more than that. It sounds like a new heart. It sounds like new desires. You can say, Lord, I'm here because of duty. Please change that duty into delight. Change it into rivers of living water. And you wait on him. And more often than not, it's just what he does. Now, that is one thing that we can do with God. You just just can't do that with your spouse. I mean, can you imagine hanging out with your spouse? You're like, I'm I'm here out of duty. Change that duty into delight. I mean, you you can't do that with your spouse. But you know what? God is the ultimate spouse. And you can do that with him. He will cover you even on the level of your heart. So you can ask him. All right, now Keller's second point on what prayer is. Here's point number two. Prayer is a conversation. Prayer is a conversation. Prayer is conversing with God. All right. The first point is that prayer is a duty and a discipline. The second point is that prayer is a conversation. 
Now, Keller on this point will say, prayer is continuing a conversation with God that has started through his written word and his grace. So I just want you to imagine this conversation you're having with the God of the universe, where he speaks first through the Bible. And like, as you're reading, as you're reading this book, the, the mess, you know, I mean, you imagine like, you know, hello, good morning. I, this is God speaking. Okay. And his voice is brimming with such holiness and grace. And suddenly we're feeling so small and ashamed because of our sin. And, and God says, I have given you my most precious gift in my son. To die on a cross and then take away your sin, to make you mine, to, to bring you home. You know, it's like, like God is saying through, through his word, like, I love you far more than you will ever know. And now it's our turn to speak, right? It's our turn to say something back. Now, whatever you say, that is prayer. Whatever you say in response, that is prayer prayer. It's a pretty good way of seeing prayer, isn't it? It's a conversation that began in his word, and now it is your turn to speak. Now, give me a moment just to talk to people, you know, who, who struggle with not, not feeling like they want to pray. And I, I just want to say, like, um, sometimes you just gotta be like, wait, 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 wait a second. You gotta remind yourself, who am I talking to again? Like, what is prayer again? Like, who am I talking to? You know, like, like sometimes you just gotta remind yourself, like, wait a second. I am talking to the God of the universe, the God who created the universe. Like, all right. All right. So this is what Keller uses to get him in the right, right mind space to pray. And it, and it goes like this. Um, feel free, you know, to take a picture of this because I, I, I just imagine it being so useful just to kind of go through these words and just remind yourself who you're praying to before you pray. It goes like this. God is here within these walls, before me, behind me, on my right hand, on my left hand. He who fills immensity has come down to me here. I am now about to bow at his feet and speak to him. I may pour forth my desires before him and not one syllable from my lips shall escape his ear. I may speak to him as I would to my dearest friend, my dearest friend that I have on earth. Now, <clears throat> that's a pretty articulate, like, like reminder of who you're talking to before you enter into your prayer time. But also feel free to use my paraphrase version, which is, um, which goes like this, Andrew, okay, I mean, do you have a clue who you're talking to, right? <laughs> the Lord of the universe wants to have a personal conversation with you. Like, like, it's, it's like, it's like, for me, it's like, Andrew, do you realize who you get to talk to? Do you realize the price that Jesus paid to make prayer with God almighty, God who loves you, God who is infinitely awesome? Do you, do you realize what he went through to make this prayer possible? And then he goes further. Do you realize how helpless you really are, Andrew? 
and how desperately you need him. But he goes like this, Andrew, do you have a clue who you're talking to? Do you remember who you're talking to? Okay, last point. Prayer is a balance. Prayer is a balance. Prayer is a balanced interaction of praise, confession, thanks, and petition. Um, So I want you to look at the Lord's Prayer here, starting in verse 2. And Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. Now, the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, and he says, when you pray, say, or this is how you should pray. He says, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Now, what is that? Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. What is that? Well, it's praise, it's adoration. It's thinking about how great and awesome and holy and amazing our God. It, it, he is hallowed. Now, of course, thanksgiving flows from this. Okay, so that part is praise and adoration and thanksgiving. Now, now watch this. Give us each day our daily bread. What is that? Well, that's supplication. It's asking for our daily needs. It's, it's uh, asking for what you need from God. And then forgive us our sins. That's confession. Lead us into not into temptation. That's protection. All right, now listen. Maybe, maybe when we pray, we often go straight to the supplication. Now, if you're like me, I, I do this way that that's my go-to prayer. You know, it's like, Lord, help me with my schoolwork. Lord, please help this person say yes. You know, uh, Lord, I need some help with this. I, I'm a parent. Lord, help me. You know, um, now is that bad? Of course it's not bad. But if that is our go-to prayer all the time, it's not bad, but it very well may be unbalanced. We need to balance it out with the other prayers. Now think about this for one second. If you start with hallowed be your name and you go deep into it and you're like, you're like, you're, you're thinking about who God is. You're thinking about how amazing he is and, and praise and thanksgiving is just like welling up, you know? Now, by the, by the time in your prayer time, you, you get around to the supplication part where you're asking for things. What has already happened to you by the time you get there? Well, you, you feel closer to God. You, you, you're thinking about his glory. So whatever your problem is, you feel like, man, this is nothing my God can't handle. Um, when I was younger, I, I, I used to run through a big prayer list. And um, really, really big prayer list, you know, because um, I got a lot of people to pray for. But I, I always felt like, man, something in my prayer time is missing. Something's missing. And so what happened is I started to spend more time meditating on scripture, thinking about who God was, praising God, and then something amazing happened. And I I know it sounds weird, but my prayer time just started to get a lot more enjoyable. 
because I wasn't just asking God for stuff. I was enjoying God for God. And there was something so satisfying about that, that it just flowed into like asking God for things. And so keep a good balance between praise and thanksgiving and supplication and confession too, which we didn't really go into. And if you start with praise and thanksgiving, honestly, you're probably going to see God more clearly and just enjoy him more dearly. All right, so let's review. What is prayer? It's a duty and a discipline. It's a conversation and it's balance. It's a duty, it's conversation, and it's a balance. Now, I just wanted to share uh, a dream that, that I, I, I have. Um, it's, it's, for, uh, it's for my church. Uh, it's for myself. It's for my family. It's for my loved ones. Like one thing that motivates me towards prayer has to do with the kind of life that I've always wanted to live. When, when I was 14, I became a Christian. And then when I turned 30, I knew what kind of Christian I wanted to become. I don't want to be uh, a nice guy who does nice things. I want to be someone who's so in love with Jesus that loving people just flows out of me. Does that make sense? I mean, let me give you another example. I, I don't want to be like sexually pure, for example, because it's the right thing to do. I want to be sexually pure because I am so in love with Jesus and I know how deeply he loves me. You know, I want that intimacy with God. Then I have a deep belief that the secret of ministry and of life and of joy and of love is having that deep and abiding relationship with Jesus. I know it's true and I want that. Well, the way to get there, the way towards that deep abiding relationship with Christ is through prayer. It's through prayer. So now during this series, we have this invitation, you know? Let's renew our prayer lives, you know? Let's fight, even if it's hard work, let's fight for that which we know is truly, truly valuable, a close and deep relationship with God. Now, um, during this uh, series, I have one last invitation for you to consider. Um, For the next 40 days, would you consider praying with a buddy every week? For the next 40 days, would you consider praying with a buddy every week? Five years ago, Pam Tong asked me if I wanted a prayer partner. And I'm like, yeah, totally, absolutely. And so we tried to find someone for me, but, you know, like, no one said yes, you know. So she goes, um, I'll pray with you. We have been praying every week together, pretty much, for five years straight. I'm not kidding you. Like, we, we do it. It's, it's, it's our rhythm every week. Now, personally, I'm in a line of work where the shelf life is not very long for uh, pastors, 
And some people have asked me, how have you lasted in ministry for 17 years? My answer, the Holy Spirit. And Pam, (laughs) I I, I told her like, hey, Pam, if I'm like Frodo, then you're like Sam. You know, you're my Sam in prayer. Um, Prayer is just so powerful. We we need it. We need it. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, I was thinking of how how to close this, um, and this is a silly way, but in the words of MC Hammer, okay, we need to pray, pray. Oh yeah, we pray, pray. We need to pray just to make it today. We need weekly prayer. So if you want a prayer partner, why not go and get one? Someone you trust, someone who will keep confidence, someone who will pray with you every week. Let's renew our prayer lives. Life is so short and God is so great. Let's draw closer to him. It's something he strongly desires for each of his children. God bless you, church. Pray with me. Father, during this series, I pray, Father, that um, as we spend time with you, maybe it's just moving out first in duty, but would you change that duty into delight? Because, Father, of all that we spend time doing, of all things that we pursue, we know you are most valuable, most worthy of our greatest desire. You are beautiful. And so as we spend time with you, help us to see you clearly and love you more dearly. In Jesus' name we pray.